Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University Beers with the Brewers Alright everybody, welcome to the Thursday, May 20th edition of Beers with the Brewers Yeah, welcome back to the house The house beer Yeah On the podcast this week, myself, Mark Richards, Walter Keys Howdy and Dan Schaefer. Oi. I couldn't help but notice that Adam gave a pretty spot-on impersonation of me saying your name mm. last week. Yeah. Good introduction. <laughs> did indeed. I think really? I always base that off of the time he had the Google read mm-hmm. where there's different, and somebody pronounced your name like Walt Keys. Real hard emphasis on that T there. Got to get the T. I thought you'd just pretend like you had a stroke in the middle of it. And just kind of... <laughs> He actually is having a stroke every time he pre- says it. Yeah, I wasn't pretending. Yeah. Um, well, hey, here we are. We got a new, kind of a new beer this week. This is kind of a coming soon taproom exclusive, and we have it on in the taproom now. So come on down and give us some feedback. This is going to be the house beer, is what we're going to call it, and crisp, bready, and floral. Mark, I'm peeking ahead on the notes here. Yeah. Is there a big change about to happen on this podcast? What did I miss? I do a lot of copy pasting. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to spoil it for our listeners here, but maybe a post-COVID crushability is through the ceiling, maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, after wow. Dan describes this beer, I think you'll see why. Okay. <laughs> All right. It does help to read the fine print on the show notes. That's, um, yeah, I missed that as well. The uh, original recipe, or whenever that was, a couple weeks ago when this first came out, was uh, Justin's. It was um, a take on a Hellas, pretty straightforward. Uh, our Swain House Pills malt, a little bit of Vienna, um, Tetanang, and Perla hops. Um, yeah. Bready, earthy, floral. Uh, 4.4%-ish mm-hmm. ABV. I think this came in a little higher than that. 16 IBUs. Um, not a ton of bitterness, not a ton of hop presence, but, you know, just enough on the back end to uh, keep it from being too sweet. Some people, not myself, felt um, that that version was a little too malty and a little intense for something that's meant to be uber crushable during the summer. So um, we replaced uh, half of that Vienna with some flake corn just to lighten the body up, and uh, this is that result. It worked. It's pretty light and dry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy with how it turned Super out. Super crisp. Yeah, it, it's very light tasting in a good way. Not like a watered down way, but a very just, I don't know, just you don't feel bogged down by this beer at all. I think Justin was thinking something, you know, like a less intense version of Steve For all the uh, Steve fans out there, I was a big fan of Steve the uh, lager profile is a little different, um, thanks to Del Cielo uh, Brewing out in California. Uh, their brewer was on a podcast, and he mentioned a um, 
sort of ramped up, ramped down um, fermentation for their Mexican lager. So we knock this out at 55, 56 degrees. We will turn the glycol off and just let it do its thing overnight, let the yeast get all, all happy, and uh, then we'll drop it to 52 the following morning. Um, the day after that, we bump it back up to 55. It stays there for three days, and then it gets bumped a degree a day to 60 to clean up, and then we step it down six degrees a day till we get to um, 32, and that's that's the whole thing. So it's not like warm part, it's not like cold ferment and then crash. It's it's stepped up very gradually and intentionally and stepped down very intentionally, and it cleans up really nicely. Well, I would say if you were a fan of Urban Sombrero, be right up your alley. Yeah, this is um, less corny than that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, a little bit less of that Vienna, not as uh, full-bodied. So this is a little lighter than that. I think that was closer to uh, eh, five and a bit percent. Okay. And we did um, attempt to uh, get a little bit of extra carb on this. I think it was around 275. We're normally carbonating stuff around like somewhere between um, 26, 265, just to get that nice effervescence that... uh, you kids might be used to in your macro lagers, if anyone still drinks those. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone must drink them because they keep making them. Yeah. So somebody must drink them. Yeah, there's a right, there's a right occasion. College? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, what if it's just hot AF and, and you're just... Uh, what if you're just not that into... Hey, Mark, if it's hot AF and you're just not that into whatever you were going to finish that sentence with, get a house beer. Get a house beer. Any number of wonderful craft lagers out there mm-hmm. made mm-hmm. here and other fine breweries around town and around the state. Yeah. Craft. What is craft? I just read this book by Pete Brown. It's a brand of macaroni and cheese, Mark. About, uh, basically, yeah, over the COVID holiday... We'll just call it at this point. He he began. To, oh, this was a vac- this was a vacation. <laughs> well, for some, no, I mean, sure. all right, yeah. He began to uh, ponder what is craft beer. What does that even mean? What what does it take to make a craft beer in that classification? And uh, I'm not so sure he answers the question. But it's 202 pages of pondering. That's for sure. And looking at it at quite a few angles, it's an yeah. interesting read. All right, check it out. Yeah, that's always what I'm looking for when I actually have time to read something as a waffling, middling answer for the question that is being posed. (laughs) Yeah, I read this as a request from a few of my friends that want to have a beer book book club. And this was not probably my favorite. There you go. The BBBC. So, Mark, if you're reading a boring book and you're crushing some beers. Mm -hmm. How crushable is this? Well... I would say on this, this seems like a 12-pack, even yeah. though we only have O'Shea yeah. 12 packs. I see it in our, our notes here that crushability is now 1 through 12 as as opposed <laughs> to the normal 1 through 6, which I guess means it's probably not going to be anywhere below uh, a 6. Yeah. I mean, I'll leave that up to you. What do you think, Walt? I think saying something is a 12 crusher would be uh, irresponsible. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, well, I mean, you don't always have to hit the max. So I'm, I'm going to stick with our standard uh, max crushability rating of a 6. It's I mean, this, is, this goes down real easy. It's refreshing. It looks great. The look of the beer makes you want to drink more of it. You oh, know, yeah. You know, that pale straw color. 
it looks like it's going to be refreshing and you take a sip and sip after sip it is as jake mm-hmm. webb would, would say mm-hmm. sip after sip Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i say six i i refuse to go to a 12 maybe if you were getting the little king's tiny little bottles we could go with the 12 can you find those anywhere in cincinnati yeah you need to hook it up sometime. Kind of a, down there. I think it's kind of a Cincinnati thing, isn't it? I'd take a case of Little Kings. Uh, all I know is when my uncle used to visit us, he would load up on Little Kings because he couldn't get it in Dayton. Yeah, fond so, memories with that beer. So, Dan, what about you? Uh, well, definitely a six, but I was trying to think of the equivalent in pints, given that this is a, for the time being anyway, a uh, taproom only beer. Oh, good point. So that'd be, I don't know. I can't do the math. It's been a long day. Um, five pints, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you're getting 16 ounces. So you're getting four ounces extra every pint. I can't do that math. Yeah. <laughs> About halfway down, the brain just shuts down. It's like, what are oh, you doing? Man. Adam you takes a week doing? off on you're, the wrong you're week. You're overthinking it is what you're doing. Yeah. Well, Okay. <laughs> I, I, hey, if we're taproom pints, then yeah, six crusher. There you go. That gets you most of the way to 12. Gets you a little closer for sure. So we may even have cans available in the taproom at some point in time, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I think so. The plan for this beer was basically to have sort of a light lager option like this available on draft at taproom all the time, hence the name House Beard. But I think what we're planning on doing is. Because when we have done this beer or a similar beer, it has been extremely popular at the tap room. And, uh, you know, if people like it, we want them to be able to take it home with them. Um, and so I think the plan is to do, like, pretty limited runs of cans to have available at the tap room only. You're not going to see this beer out in Kroger and Giant Eagle anytime soon. But I think the plan is to do a few cases here and there uh, for folks that, that like drinking it here and want to take some home with them. Yeah, I mean, look for that in the future. I think, I think we got a batch of it going right now. And yeah, um, yeah. So, well, I think it's a great idea if you have a couple here and you're not finished enjoying your house beers, then drinking responsibly as everyone should. They can, you can make them your house beer. See what you did there, yeah. Walt. That was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And that's when you make it your house beer. That's called marketing. So yeah, you, that's a marketing podcast too now. Yeah, Who are we I, sponsored by this week? Sorry, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Make it stop. Yeah, if you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, uh, reach out. I, I was just going to say, I, I forgot to mention that we brewed the 20-barrel the big batch version of this last week, and it uh, is due to be packaged the first week of June. Yeah, and um, I think I think we were looking at ordering like 400 labels, so it's going to be mostly draft with a little bit of cans. So yeah. if you really like it, buy some cans because there's not going to be many. Oh, yeah. And think about crushability. When you're thinking about the 1st of June, what about the 2nd of June? <laughs> right around the corner. 2nd of June, right around the corner. I, am I wrong, though? Oh, because of the... Yeah, I, I thought you were just being an idiot. No I rest. forgot about <laughs> Well, we, our, our COVID holiday is coming to a close. Oh, so we got to go back to work now, huh? It means we've got to look at one another's faces again. <laughs> the, pl- the pleasure Which... cruise is over. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Back to reality, huh? Everyone's going to be able to read all the frustration all over my face. um, (laughs) I can even read that through a mask sometimes, Dan. (laughs) 
I, I do have the, uh, the stress crease, you know, on the bridge of my nose. So that kind of gives it all away. Wear it when you can. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> Speaking of the 2nd of June and re <laughs> reopening the state of ours, uh, we got a lot going on down here these days. Mondays. We'll just, we'll just run through the week, the week here. We got, um, oh, yeah. We'll start with Mondays. Start with Monday. That's good. Yeah. Mondays, we got our movie series. It is launching this upcoming Monday, the 24th. Now, I can't tell you what movie is playing. Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you'd because like to see? Because uh, of a sort of convoluted uh, licensing system. But there are ways around this licensing thing. And if you want to know what movie's playing, you got options. You can do it the old-fashioned way and follow our uh, private Instagram handle, LandGrantMoviePhone, at LandGrantMoviePhone on Instagram. Or you can get yourself a touchtone phone, and you can dial up 313-LG-MOVIE, and we'll tell you what movie's going to play. Now, I can tell you that all the movies we've chosen are pretty, uh, pretty crowd-pleasing movies across all genres. So pretty much whatever we're playing, you're probably, you'll probably... Enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, maybe you'll hate it. And that can be entertaining in its own way, too. So come down and watch a movie with us every Monday, starting this Monday through the end of nice weather, basically, September. Tuesdays, we got trivia with our friend Travis. That's why we call it Travia. Um, great trivia. It's, it's tricky. It's hard. Um, it's fast-paced. It's great. Um, so come down and do that uh, with our vegan food truck, Where It All Vegan. Um, they're here every... Tuesday along with trivia. Let's see. Thursdays and Sundays we got live music. I was down here for the uh, John Butler trio on Sunday. It was awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, every Thursday night six to nine. Every Sunday afternoon three to six. Uh, we got we got live music in the in the beer garden. We kind of try and keep it a little more um, chill, so to speak, on Sundays. A little more upbeat and uh rocking on thursdays as i think that's what how kids describe music now Mm -hmm. um but uh come down check out some live music now that your vacation is over um as always we show all the crew matches out there um shout out to the nordic and uh and all and the crew for coming together to make that logo work for everyone um we got tour of the stadium last week it's awesome it's gonna be great yeah, I missed Come. that while I was out. How, yeah. How'd that go? It was cool. Pretty the stadium's cool. pretty amazing. It was it was really cool to be there and uh, see it firsthand. Um, the renderings and stuff don't do it justice. It's going to be really cool. So come down, watch a crew match with us. Uh, and, yeah, on July 3rd, we can go. I'll go down to the stadium and watch the game together there. So that'll be great. Hopefully these restrictions are lifted for real on the 2nd, and uh, we can just... Have a great summer. Just uh, curious, are we allowed to reenact a scene from the movie that we're going to show, or, um, you know, unclear? Because <laughs> we thought of we were we were thinking about whether we could uh, like do like a trivia hint, <laughs> and I think honestly we probably could and get away with it, but we'll look into that. Maybe that's maybe that could be a new uh, <laughs> be a new segment on the podcast. Where we, we do a scene reading. That would be good. Yeah, kind of like what Kramer tries to do when he's doing the background yeah. effects. Well, I, I think it would be really nice if someone, like, five minutes before we recorded this, slipped me, like, the script pages for, 
you know, just get like my initial feed on the character and um, yeah. just go. You were doing a very convincing British accent before the podcast started. So mm-hmm. when it comes time for our big Down Abbey marathon, that'll be great. It's the first British movie I could think of off the top yeah. of my head. I can do all of maybe four or five British accents poorly of the, what is it, 19, whatever there are. Um, yeah. And I'm sorry. I've heard you so do a good sorry. Michael Caine before. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I have to prepare myself mentally for that. All Usually right. the only thing I can say that sounds like him is him just saying his name. And how often does Michael Caine say, I am Michael Caine, you know? Every time you impersonate he him. He doesn't have to. He walks in the room and everyone knows who he is. Yeah. He says, I'm Michael Caine. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, we know. Yeah, it's true. All right. Well, let's, uh, we'll, we'll clear that with the lawyer and maybe next week we can uh, do some scene readings starting. Uh, <laughs> we, could, we, could do, like, we could just change the, all the text so it's not quite the same so we don't infringe. Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, Downton Abbey, are, do you watch this show or you just are aware of it? Uh, I've seen every episode of Downton Abbey and the movie. Okay, well, I've never seen it, but the makers of Downton Abbey... That's not to say I, I truly enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy it in a certain way that I don't think they intended for me to enjoy it. <laughs> but they were filming <laughs> one called The Gilded Era it, when we were in Newport. You know, they got all uh-huh. the, the big mansions of uh, yeah. days gone by. Old money New England, huh? Uh-huh. All right. Maybe I'll see you and Joan in the background. Yeah. Talking on your cell phone. Yeah, I think we missed the call on extras. So next week on the podcast, I think we will have the return of one of Dan's favorite cartoon characters, that little lion we all love, Ope. Let me squeeze past you. Love that little guy. I think we named him Lemmy. Lemmy the Lion. Nice. I don't know if that was official land grant canon, but I think I was sitting out there with in the beer garden with someone, and we said, "What's that guy's name?" We came up with Lemmy. Oh uh, yeah. So I don't. Know. You have to check the Wikipedia to see if that's official or not. All right. Anybody got any closing thought? Dan, why don't you bring us out? No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. All right. Well, hey, hope to see everybody down here in the beer garden this week. One. In the beer garden, in the beer garden this weekend, oh it is going to be a hot one. Twelve crusher, everybody. You see why it's going to be a that? hot one. So I let other people direct. I'm the the grumpy guys <laughs> that sit in the balcony of the Muppets and just harass everybody. <laughs> all right, I don't actually put forth any effort. Yeah, it's going to be a heater uh, this weekend. Uh, it's like eighty five. I told the girls they could get the pool out. Oh yeah. Weekend, so. Oh yes, that's an excellent idea. Yeah, inflatable that's, pool time. Yep, it serves all kinds of purposes, both. Entertainment and exhaustion uh, centric activity. Now, Dan, if you're sitting around the pool at home, though, 12 in the pool, this, you could, you know, be a little chilly for the kids, but you just throw some ice in there. You got yourself a cooler right there. So, Oh, yeah, it's smart. You know what they say? You're in the pool. <laughs> So crispy.